0: Hello and welcome to This Week in Ballland. I'm the <coughs> John. I'm the geek Tom. And together we are Geeks and <coughs> Bringing you the local news from the land of the Snuffling Mounds. This week for Cute Corner, we have yet another adorable piglet to show you as we welcome Princess Porkchop, King Boar's 76th child, to our glorious country. Uh, John. For Crime Corner, we'll be returning to the discussion about these dirty pig separatists as they've been spotted peacefully protesting outside the king's palace. Again! And of course, for snack break, I'll be eating the nation's favourite, truffle. Tron! What? Have you checked the news? Tom, this is a news podcast. Of course I haven't. Ah. Well, you might want to
1: sit down for this. Apparently, King Boar has been caught in a boar trap on the Borland-Japan border. It looks like the Japanese officials have come to inspect the trap, and uh, oh my, they've executed him on the spot, John. The king is dead. I repeat, the boar king is dead.
0: What are we going to do, Tom?
1: I don't know, John, but it seems the boars are enraged by this assassination and are seeking their revenge as we speak. It seems they're already moving ahead with plans to crown the King's heir to help lead them in a war of retaliation. But there seems to be a problem.
0: Really? Only one?
1: Yes. They're having a hard time determining exactly who the late Boar King's rightful heir actually is. This might seem surprising considering the King was, if I may speak bluntly, quite the stud, siring 76 princes and pig cesses before his untimely demise. However, you see, 73 of those 76 children were, in fact, a swine female at birth, and therefore are completely ineligible for the crown, as you might expect. This leaves us with only three sons to choose from. One, however, left the royal family a few years ago to marry a Boer widow from America, and the Boer press are still fuming about that, so it's unlikely he will want to return any time soon. The second in line for the throne is currently undergoing trial for his involvement in a notorious piglet trafficker project. So everyone's more or less agreed that it's best to just discount him from the running entirely. And that just leaves, well...
0: Don't leave us hanging, Tom.
1: Well, you see, John, you're not going to believe this. But it's actually just Prince Charles again, but as a boar. (sighs) Yeah, so I think it's safe to say the boars are going to call the whole thing off. So long, Borland.
0: That was fast.
1: Well, they did manage to establish a monarchy and nation state in under a week, so you shouldn't underestimate how fast these boars move.
0: <laughs> I hate me too, don't you <laughs> I do feel sorry for people who didn't listen to last week's podcast. I feel sorry for people who didn't listen to last week's
1: podcast as well. They really missed out on some top-quality content. Listen to our podcast for more and subscribe, dear listener. I promise we don't do
0: these sketches often, (laughs) if that helps. Well, now it's time to come back to this week in Japan, in which we have cats with brollies, uh, training for your fortnight gains, peeping toms, but not our one, another new vending machine which contains more legs than usual, karate kids, and all hail the COVID squids. Do I have to make an official statement saying that I I do not support John's description of me in any way? Why are you going to do me dirty like this, John? Why are you going to call me out? (laughs) Well, because you just wrote a three-minute sketch about boars to start the podcast. Fair enough, I do deserve this. I deserve far worse, in fact. (laughs) Well, to start off with this week in Japan, we have Cute Corner, of course. And this week, it's just a cat with an umbrella. It's adorable. It's That's art. all you really need, isn't it? I mean it is. I say we print this on our currency. <laughs> I think there's a few people on our currency that
1: could make room for a cat with an umbrella.
0: So this is uh this is Miru, uh who was a stray kitten two years ago. But a Japanese Twitter user has been taking care of him and Apparently this is a cat that just loves to be held. And apparently he walks uh-huh. around him in like a baby sling.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, to live the life of a cat. A pampered baby cat. With
0: an umbrella, no less. Which is adorable regardless. But then when it rains, he's like, Oh, I need something to cover him. So, what can we do for our day's walk? He got a mini umbrella for the cat. Oh, it's cat size. It's a cat size cat umbrella. Very nice. No, this is literally like he holds it between his forefinger and thumb whilst he walks with the cat. (laughs) Very impressive. It's so dumb, but I just kind of love it.
1: It, I, I mean, it makes sense for the cat because all cats do treat you like a like a just a very large butler, so he just imagines Jeeves is escorting him whenever the weather turns up. Jeeves, fetch me my brolly, and escort me
0: down to the park, so they can stare at the birds. It is really, really adorable. Uh, <laughs> it's also it's one of those clear umbrellas. It looks like the Japanese like very cheap semi disposable umbrellas, and this is something you can actually buy online if you want. Uh, yeah, uh, the Twitter owner bought it from Rakuten, uh, which is like a Japanese equivalent of Amazon. It's like for but for just domestic products usually, and it is. If you want to find it, it is mini bini binidu kasa. It it it's a little. It's a miniature plastic umbrella. It's really cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have no soggy cats on our in our site now. Or the... cats
0: get umbrellas all round. Of course the link to the article with these pictures will be in the d- description. Or of course you can follow this Twitter user which is at at Yuka Millboy, At Y-U-K-A-M-I-L-B-O-Y.
1: And in the meantime, I've got to now petition for plastic Umbrellas to be added to the emergency survival kits that all stray cats in Japan have to wear. So the stray cats don't get wet. Because they're you know, they're doing doing a public service carrying those emergency survival kits that they're all gonna wear once I get my way in Japan. I'm working on it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well It's all part of my cunning plan, John. First, take over Japan. Second, outfit the cats. Third profit
0: well Thomas I really hope this next article was not part of your cunning plan which is part of crime corner uh which is the national diet has been upping security amid report of a peeping Tom should should I get my lawyers for this section (laughs) Tommy how's the peeping okay we will establish this is not Thomas mostly due to the fact he is not in Japan um be very impressive. Of, very disturbing as well. I mean, it's yes. already quite disturbing. Yeah, so this is in the National Diet Building, so, the, like, the equivalent of the Senate or the Houses of Parliament. You know, should be pretty secure, if you think about it, really. So they have up security measures following a report of a person taking illicit photographs inside a woman's bathroom. Joy. So this happened a couple of weeks ago when an unknown person... Uh, took a photo of a female staff member as she used toilet. Uh, They literally, apparently, like, put the camera over the stall, took a picture, and ran out. So this even has its own specific name in Japanese, which is Tosatsu. What a voyeur. You know it's bad if
1: it has its own name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: I know it's, Japan's it's, got it's a not really
1: bad issue with sexual harassment, but just finding out that they have a specific name for taking photos... Of, is it take, for taking photos of people in bathrooms?
0: Is that what it's for? Also, uh, all phone cameras in Japan have the shutter noise on by design. You can't turn them off. Even my phone, which is not Japanese, uh, because I'm using a Japanese SIM card in it, I can't turn off the shutter noise uh, for the phone. Because these photos are taken so often that it's been
1: decided that the phone should automatically make this noise to at least alert the victim that they've
0: had a photo taken of them? I think the phone one is more specifically to do with countering, like, voyeur photos on crowded trains. Um, Because I think, especially a couple of years ago, there was a set of problems with basically people taking up skirt shots uh with like phones or something attached to people's shoes jesus christ it doesn't help that a lot of like uniform for japanese women is still quite sexist um so like office uh, like office clothing is usually a skirt for most school girls, it is a skirt. My school, re- my school, only recently changed it so that the girls can choose to wear uh, trousers. Um, Has that been a popular change?
1: Uh, have many
0: people changed to trousers? I think there's only a couple of girls have done it, but it's like it's it's up to them. Uh, Fair I th- enough. It's nice to have the option. Exactly, uh, but no. So yeah. I've, there is, like, they haven't caught the person yet, so we don't know what's happening. And they said, we've never heard of someone taking voyeur footage in the National Diet. I hope not!
1: <laughs> you would hope that this wouldn't ever happen, and if it did happen, it'd be oh, very much a one-off thing. Uh, my money, for what it's worth, is probably that the phone call is coming from inside the building on this one. I find it more likely to believe that some a member of the diet is has decided to do something
0: outrageous rather than someone just wandered in a member of the diet's staff maybe because there's not just the representatives there pot potentially
1: it's uh it I don't want to be starting making outlandish accusations on who it is specifically but please thomas they can pay people to do that <laughs>
0: I forget, that's what they do for a living. Uh... But no, so the the toilets are near where the plenary sessions of the House of Representatives take place, and so it is regularly used by House members. So whether it was someone trying to get, like, blackmail material, I'm not sure. Uh, but now, in response to the incident, female guards are now regularly inspecting toilets as enhanced security measures. And the House of Councillors is also strengthening patrols. It's ridiculous that I'm not going to
1: say that the lengths they're going to to protect the women are ridiculous, but the fact that they have to even consider these methods because women are so targeted in Japan. I mean, I'm sure similar things happen all over the world, but we're talking specifically about Japan here. It's just Uh, uh indeed. If anyone is going to argue that there is a sexist, isn't a sexism problem in Japan, they are grossly
0: misinformed. There is a serious sexism problem in Japan. There is a reason why Japan ranks a hundred and twentieth in the twenty twenty one gender gap. Christ. <laughs> yeah, and that is based on one hundred and fifty three countries. Wow. Sorry, Sorry, that's based on 156 countries. That's really far down. But I guess
1: what we've learned is that, considering not even their government is safe from this sort of behaviour, that's actually not that surprising.
0: Apparently, Britain was between 11th and 30th, so, yay. That's a pretty large spectrum. (laughs) Uh, in Asia the Philippines was the best performing country at 17th uh while South Korea came in 102nd and China 107th yeah okay uh but no well the next uh the next part of crime corner maybe is a bit more well mostly i just chose it for the title as we do every week indeed but Kyoto woman is accused of stalking police officer who previously arrested her for stalking. You have not learned your lesson. (laughs) That was the opposite of what you were supposed to do. I feel bad talking about this after talking about the gender inequality in Japan. But still, news story. I feel like
1: this is for the sake of gender equality, John. It's that everyone can be a pervert if they really, really want to, or have... Some serious mental problems that probably
0: should be addressed. Okay, so this lady, who I'm not going to name, uh, lives in Kyoto Prefecture. And last October, she was arrested by Nara police about a stalking case. By the way, this case takes place in Nara, so just imagine everything but being watched by semi-intelligent deer. This week in Deerland. (laughs) No, no. Bad. I've got. I've got a new script coming. I can feel it. And it's being rejected right now.
1: <laughs> I knew the boars were too much. I. I'm surprised I managed to get that passed. I'll, and
0: I'll take it. Well,
1: the dears, the dears will be waiting for their time.
0: There was an assistant inspector who was in charge of the investigation, and then. Yeah, sorry, I've just remembered that this article contains one of the best pickup lines I've ever heard. Go on. I need to pad out my, my uh my list. Um so They're not after, really
1: working very well at the moment.
0: Well, after last October, uh, she sent the assistant inspector three letters including Marry Me. Um Fair enough. That's, she was That's pretty straightforward, I like it. She was later arrested again for violating the same law and handed an order to stay away from the assistant inspector. Fair enough. Uh, By the way, they say the assistant inspector is married and has never engaged in a relationship with the woman. But uh, very recently, in April 22nd, uh, she violated that previous warning by sending a letter to the officer, uh, which included, I want to enter your family register. Damn, son. Followed up by the much more boring, I don't want to live apart, I think I'm in love, but family register. (laughs)
1: Oh. Get that weak stuff out of here. I want to know about this family register stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Talk bureaucracy to me, baby. (laughs) The family register is a thing in Japan. It's a thing when people... It's another way of saying I want to marry you. Um because when you marry someone, you basically create a family unit, like legally. You create part of a family register. So it doesn't make it any less weird as a pickup line. But I it's wanna still open like... a joint bank account with you. <laughs> I wanna mortgage
1: our home together.
0: Um
1: she was I can't there. come up with a third one off the top of my head, but <laughs> the other two were okay, I guess.
0: I want to look into adopting pets with you. Uh, <sighs> I want joint custody of our dogs. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so she was arrested again. And when asked why she is obsessed with this police officer, uh, she said, I couldn't rely on other police officers, so I relied on the assistant inspector. Um, when her first See, case happened. That was your mistake, lady. You can't rely on any of the police officers. You've been fooled.
1: You've had the wool take, pulled over your eyes. By he's, a- he's already married. You can't rely on him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like this woman has a problem and I really hope she gets the help she needs. Same. Um, and In the meantime, maybe she
1: could send me some more advice on how to Seduce police officers, I guess. I uh, don't think she's had much success, but I'll take anything at this point.
0: Well, it's time for some more conflict in Japan, and we now go to Yokohama. Some shocking crime: a nineteen-year-old shopper. Yeah. Oh, well, he didn't shop. He stole some stuff. He stole a drink. Oh, di- how outrageous! What kind of drink, John? Uh, uh, I it does not say, but it just A chance just... a fizzy beverage. Maybe, from the supermarket. And when confronted, he punched a 54-year-old security guard in the face. Damn, son. He was then stopped, however. Um...
1: (laughs) Go on. I'm at the edge of my seat, John. I want to know how this story goes.
0: Well, first, a 17-year-old high school girl who'd been on her way home and heard the commotion... Uh, Grabbed the violent shoplifter by the arm Uh, Mm -hmm. The shoplifter shook her off The shoplifter shook her off and tried to run away But then the schoolgirl's 18-year-old male companion gave chase Male companion, very nice Who caught the shoplifter, put him in a headlock And delivered a series of knee strikes to subdue him Oh, that ain't Falco And the police arrived and placed the shoplifter under arrest. So the teens have been issued a letter of commendation from the police. (laughs) Four out of five, could use more force. (laughs) And when asked about his abilities, he said, I was able to put my experience from nine years of studying karate to use. And he said, with a smile, I'm glad I was happy to help with the arrest. Whilst you were out talking to girls, I was studying the knee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whilst you were out getting drunk, I was studying the knee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, sorry, it's just an example of... Let's just say My Hero Academia is more based on truth than you'd like to believe. (laughs)
1: Don't do crime, kids. You'll get ganked by a 17-year-old and a karate boy and you will regret every decision you've ever made leading up to that point. <laughs> There's definitely now a manga in the works. I feel like that is, like, 50% of currently existing mangas as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Good, Very good point. Uh, but now it's time for snack break because I'm, I'm too hungry to deal with the rest of this rubbish. And uh, but first of all, we need to talk about uh, somewhere else in Japan that is a little bit hungry. Uh, Sukoshi, a choto bit hungry. And so much so, they've created a new vending machine. I do like
1: vending machines, as does Japan, as we all know. Very popular right now. Vending machines, so hot right now. Well, this one sells nothing but munchable insects. I might have to put a content warning for this section of the podcast. Not that the other bits didn't deserve content <laughs> warnings, but I feel like some people are gonna be like eating bugs
0: and they'd be valid. They'd be very valid. I don't think they would be, because like if you eat if you eat prawns or shrimp and get like weirded out by eating bugs, like have a have a look at yourself. <laughs> Check yourself. What are shrimps if not the grasshoppers of the sea? <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I, I'm not anti-insect ingestion. But I, I would understand if people are a little uh, insectophobic at the same time. I, feel, I understand that it's not very popular in, in the land that we come from, John.
0: Well, it's not super big in Japan either. It's a. It, this is like an event. This is like... It's a, it's, a, it's a PR event, kind of. And it's sorted out by uh, an event management company. And from this, uh, you can. We're doing marketing again, John. We're marketing for people again. We're not even getting paid. I know. Uh, but there's deep fried or dried crickets, grasshoppers. Uh, there are locusts, silkworm chrysalises, diving beetles, and cicadas. Diving beetles? Indeed. And all of them are bottled and refrigerated, with prices ranging from 600 to 1,000 yen. Um. However, apparently the company, which is Art Studio Wow, uh, it's wow spelt W-A-O before you start saying anything. Wow. Wow. They claim that the bugs will taste like they've been freshly fried if you heat them up and they hope to expand their insect-like offering. <laughs> their insect offerings. Just, you know, to to the insect god. Insects for the insect god, that's how it works. Uh, well, it's more the fact that, like, there are some bits in Japan they do eat insects, but it's not, like, it's still weird. Like... <laughs>
1: bug for the bug god. it should have been bug for the bug god why did i mess that up oh my god john why didn't you tell me why didn't you correct me it's bug for the bug god. i'm, I'm done I'm, I'm
0: podcast over I, I failed as a host goodbye everybody john carry on oh, well apparently this is not actually the first insect vending machine this is actually the third um and these are in nagasaki prefecture um uh, the company president said, we'd like to keep spreading our uniqueness from Sasebo to the rest of Japan. And now we have a very good entry in one of Japan's most specific award category. Thomas, I need you back. Come, come back here. I need you to come back to judge uh, to judge Japan's most specific award category. Fine, but I won't be happy about it. Uh, I'm going to make a really good pun. Well, this year, the company's online shop, Hamaru Shokuin, uh, won second prize in the second West Kyushu Sasebo Metropolitan Area <laughs> Business Plan Contest. They made that up.
1: That's a, that's a fake contest. That does not. That is not real. <laughs> well,
0: the thing is, they won second prize, Thomas. <laughs> Why would you make it up that you won second prize? Makes it more believable, I guess. People
1: would obviously make up the fact that they came first in something, but no one would ever make up the fact they came
0: second, right? Well, the theme they won second with was the theme of regional revitalization through edible insects. <laughs> Were they docked points because, ooh, or. But no, apparently. Well, maybe that's why they didn't come first. Who knows? Who- who was the first winner, John? Do we have any any idea? Was it also insect related? No, I don't know who it is. And also, I'm not trying to use my limited Japanese skills to Google Second West Kyushu Sasebo Metropolitan Area Business Plan Contest. Well, what are you using your limited Japanese skills for then, John? If not that, what other possible reason could you use? <laughs> well, to buy what we have next in snack break da, 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 da. Oh, He got me again. He got me again with the segues. I walk right into that one. Ah, yeah, oh, goddamn. Well, well, sadly... It's too good. Because it is Golden Week, so I could be travelling. However, which is a big, like, travelling holiday time in Japan. However, there's a pesky thing called the coronavirus, which... What? First <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, which means travelling is currently Dame. It is forbidden. Uh, so... Going all the way to Nagasaki for some edible insects, I'm afraid, is off the cards. Boo. Um, Disappointing, John. Why do you even have a podcast? Well, if you are a long-term listener, you might remember something that was... Effect- you might, If you're a long-term le- listener, you might remember something that was affected by the coronavirus. Uh, this is Milo. But yes, yeah, so Milo... Um, you're low? It- Jackalow. Uh, is indeed it, it is a chocolate malt drink made by Nestle F- Nestle exactly Nestle but basically it it was limited it, its product run was limited last year uh, when due to coronavirus uh, they couldn't get enough imports for it from Singapore but it is back is back <sighs> in the store and I bought some so we can finally try out. What is a Milo like? Yay. Yay. For some reason, it has, like, a little footballer on the outside because reasons I don't It's really to make it know. look healthy, John. It's a sports drink because there's a sports person on the front of it doing a sports with the sports ball. Okay, so the packet says you can have it with hot or cold milk. I've chosen cold because, like... Have you ever tried sorting out hot milk after use the microwave? it's oh, a pain. Uh, anyway, it just, I have had it hot. I will say I have had it hot, but with hot water, because I mistook it for my usual hot chocolate. And it's not sweet. That's the one thing that I do know, which is why I think they can try and masquerade it as being healthy. its It's not really sweet, like, at all. Like, the powder smells of, like, a chocolate brownie. But, like, when you mix it with milk, there's, like, you'd need to add sugar, which I think takes away the... any kind of healthiness to it. But anyway, here we go. Kanpai, it's taki drinking. I don't really ever drink chocolate milk, but that's... Uh, it's it's alright It's kind of disappointing to be honest Because it's just like It's vaguely chocolatey And that's it Like a little malty But like there's no sweetness There's no nothing I'm more feeling like ah, oh, I could just be drinking milk And probably enjoy it more than this <laughs> Milo Not as good as milk I'm like I feel like if I want to have a hot chocolate, I'll probably make a hot chocolate. This feels like a sad middle ground. Ooh. Yeah, I don't see why you're so popular, Milo. I think you're overrated. <gasps> he said the old word. Now you know it's serious. Well, if you want to complain, you can come to me at the Gaijin John on Instagram. Or at John Comby on Twitter. Or you can email us at geeksandgaijans at gmail.com. And gaijans on Twitter. Uh, because, yeah. I'm not going to put up a picture of this because it's chocolate milk. You know what chocolate milk looks like, ladies and gents. Also f***ing <laughs> Nestle. That as well.
1: So I feel s- like uh oh, f***ing Nestle angle might have people considering that we're already
0: biased against the Milo. But no it's not it's it's just not great i think i have a bunch of nestle products in here anyway i mean i love round trees oh. but f- nestle traitor they own like a fifth of the world's production yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> i love it. f nestle i try my best but yeah not something i'm buying again or endorsing again Oh, there goes
1: that sponsorship angle. Oh, well.
0: You mean they were still on board with all the Nestle's until that (laughs) last part. (laughs) You'd like to keep an open mind. You know, well, hopefully you have an open mind for our next section, uh, which is, let's say, a bit interesting. And this is because of the coronavirus. Many towns have been having problems with tourism. Well, one town in Japan. uh, This is the port of Noto. um, They are famous for flying squid. Wait,
1: what? No one told me about the flying squid. What the heck is it? What?
0: Flying squid is squid that jumps out the water, Thomas. They're like flying fish. That's a thing? That's terrifying. Oh my god. I am never going there, ever. (laughs) But yeah, this is almost slap bang in the middle of in almost slap bang in the middle of japan and uh so uh, lots of towns at the moment have been getting like emergency funding uh from the japanese government and from the prefectural government to like revitalize their economy and hopefully lure people in in the future um well this town to the flying squid town yep yeah. So the town itself got about 800 million yen in national grants, which is about seven million dollars, about five million pounds uh, to try and like boost the economy. Um, The funds didn't have to be spent directly on covid relief. However, 25 million yen of that. Well, about 300, about two hundred thousand dollars or one hundred and sixty thousand pounds was building a statue of a squid. A what now? <laughs> A 13 meter long squid statue. But but why though? <laughs> uh, to help get like tourists to come?
1: Is this part of their lowering the tourist into of the squid trap? Plan? Is is that what's going- that, that,
0: That's a big squid statue thing. Um. They said the statue would be a tourist attraction and part of a long-term strategy to help promote Noto's famous flying squid. So people are supposed to come to see the squid statue? Thomas, don't act like if you could come to Japan right now, you wouldn't go to see the big squid statue. I'm- um, it- it it captivates
1: a part of my imagination, certainly. Um... <laughs> I'll be honest, on I'm I'm very concerned about the whole squid thing going on here. I'm not sure it's a good idea. I feel like we should not go there. It is a silly place. Well,
0: I'm not going there because it's an eight-hour drive.
1: Fair enough, as well. Any, any word on how the people who live there feel about the giant squid statue? Do they feel like it's a good use of the government's money?
0: Well, some people have criticised the town's administration for sending so much money on a giant squid. Especially because yeah. the pandemic's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the relief money that was spent on the squid. And, like, tourism is really down in Japan at the moment, because still pandemic, still not really any vaccinations. But we have a squid. I mean, they're planning ahead. I-
1: I'll give them gusto for their optimism and foresight. Once the v- the pandemic is over with, and everyone is vaccinated, oh, boy, that, that squid
0: will really come in handy. <laughs> Definitely. I don't really know what more to say. Wow, what a massive waste of money. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much.
1: Jesus Christ. Okay, well, um, uh, John, do you have anything better for me to deal with? Because uh, I, I, for dealing with Japanese COVID coverage, which is never my favourite part of the podcast, because it's always bad news. So please... This one had a squid. Do you have anything? En- that one did have a squid you you almost had me there uh the flying squids kind of threw me off
0: um do you, do, can you do better than that <laughs> well if you want to get some pro gains as a pro gamer uh japan is going to open its first ever esports gym in tokyo obviously in tokyo obviously i mean where else is it going to be really john nara Come
1: on The deer would well, take over straight away <laughs> Think John
0: Think Well this is uh, in, This is in the Akabane neighbourhood Of Kita Ward And And the people there hope to one day Create a world where anyone and everyone Can enjoy serious esporting Wherever they want Which I just love because That makes esporting a verb <laughs> To eSport <laughs> which the, the existence of eSporting
1: suggests that sporting is like a verb instead of an adjective.
0: Let's go uh, that opens e-sporting. a whole new world
1: <laughs> also can you can you repeat that that advertising tagline again for me, John, just just so it really properly sinks in?
0: They want to create a world where anyone and everyone can enjoy serious eSporting whenever they want. These people have never met
1: a gamer in their life, have they? <laughs> I cannot imagine two more exclusive things than eSports, competitive eSports, and everyone being included.
0: Well, this is somewhere. It, well, it's starting out small. They consist of 12 gaming PCs uh, with gaming chairs and headsets. 12 whole PCs. That's that's actually two esports teams. You're good to go. Well, they're the first place in the country uh, to offer paid coaching sessions from professional esports players. Damn, son. So these coaches will come from Crest Gaming, Glory B Esports, and Delta. I... I don't know any of these teams, but yeah. Well,
1: it's a good thing they have a career after the like two years in which they're viable to play for esports,
0: and then they get too old. Players of all levels, from beginner to advanced, can enrol uh, either in-person or online. So you can like, so you don't have to go into the gym to be trained. However, you do have to be a member to join the training. So you to register as a regular gym member for about 5,500 yen a month, around $50. And that <sighs> That gives you daily access to the PCs in, like, three-hour time slots. So you have to slightly book ahead. But then, if you want coaching from a professional esports player, it's an additional 2,750 yen an hour. But if you don't want to be on the regular, it's about 1,400 yen for a three-hour time slot. Which is a little expensive, but obviously they want you to buy the membership. And currently, the five games that are on there... So, they have five of Japan's most popular games, which is Valorant, League of Legends, Identity V, or Identity 5, I'm not sure which, Rainbow Six Siege, and Poyo Poyo Champions. So, I'm familiar with three of those games, John. Well, they're all free to play. Identity V or Identity 5 is a Japanese asymmetrical horror game, which I believe you can play in English and is also on phones um mm. but it's basically imagine a bit dead by daylight there's four there's four players trying to escape and one person is trying to kill them all interesting that that's an eSport.
1: yeah i don't really so, you
0: don't see something like that over here no there is like some uh it does have lots of like like endorsements and brand deals with like big anime companies and stuff so they've had like crossovers from persona and danganronpa and stuff in this game
1: and is monokuma one of the monsters do i have to run away from
0: monokuma (laughs) i'm not sure uh but (laughs) poyo poyo champions is a puzzle game which seems to me look a bit like dr mario so, trying to get, like, four things next to each other. Uh, the thing is, it was made specifically by Nintendo to be an eSport. The Japanese name for the game is Puyo Puyo eSports.
1: Ooh, well, it looks like their
0: confidence was rewarded, but, man, that's a risky gamble <laughs> to have made. I, I believe that's why they didn't call it that in English.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few games... Over here, that the, the devs have been like, oh yeah, this is going to be an eSport. And then people are just like, no, this is, no, we don't want this. Stop trying to make this a thing. It's not going to be a thing.
0: Not naming any names, of
1: course.
0: <coughs> the main one that is actually quite popular at the moment is Apex Legends as well. Um, oh, of course. But that's a lot of it is be- basically stuff becomes popular here when it goes on to Switch. Because Switch is one of the uh, most popular consoles for people to have. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair.
0: And that's also not that's also partially the main reason why like there will be a market for somewhere like this because Japanese like Japanese houses are small, so it's unlikely that lots of people will have like space for a proper gaming PC or mm. like something to play this stuff like really well. So like somewhere like this that so people can go after school, after studying, or whatever. During the day, when they have a day off, that seems like a great idea. Uh, They are the esports gym, which is its name. It's just called esports gym. Uh, They are also playing effective. They are planning to hold free to play events and esports lessons on the weekends and holidays, and they have their own Twitter account. Very nice. And they're hoping to expand, which is just because they're they're a business. That's how businesses oh. work. Water is still wet. The Pope is still Catholic.
1: Businesses want to go other, elsewhere and simulate like, perpetual growth.
0: If, Physics you w- be damned. if you want to, if you want to follow them on Twitter, they are at esports gym Tokyo.
1: Hmm.
0: With that gaming revelation, it's time to end the show. Do you have any final thoughts on this week, John? Uh, no, not particularly. It's golden week and I couldn't travel anywhere, so I've been stuck inside the house for several days. No thoughts, head empty. Just the way we like it. It was also more the fact that I'm partially also scared of loads of people coming to this prefecture because we have low COVID numbers. Oh no, that would be terrible. Yeah, don't do that. That's almost definitely happening. Stay indoors, kids. I had to go shopping. I saw in I saw Ok because Japanese um Japanese plates Japanese car license plates have the prefectures on them and Neat. so I'm like, ah oh, I see ones of prefectures I don't recognise. That's not good. <laughs> I was like, those yeah. are okay those are okayama plates. That's not good. Those are Hiroshima plates. Oh no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Poor Hiroshima they- yeah, so what can you do, really? But no, if you want to listen to more of us, we are, of course, Geeks and Gaijins everywhere. We are on all places that podcasts can be found. If we are not, please send us an email at geeksandgaijins at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We are Gaijans. Uh We are also on Facebook. We are Geeks and Gaijins. We are also on Twitch, where we stream occasionally. Well, hopefully when Thomas's work schedule is less, where we are twitch.tv slash geeksandgaijins. And also we have a wonderful YouTube channel, which is probably where you're listening to this, due to the fact that Thomas can make one hell of a video essay. Thank you. I do try. I don't. I I don't try at all. That's why we haven't had one in months. (laughs) Months, I say. Months. We might have something in the pipeline, but who the hell knows? I don't. I do. Ooh. But then again, I also work a full-time job, and the mess of... Trying to organise myself in a foreign country, so who the hell and then he has to organise me on top of that? And that's just I hell. Know. I don't know how I keeps doing it. <laughs> Harass him on Twitter, ladies and gents. Harass him on Twitter. We could use the engagement. Fair enough. Exactly. And with that, would you like to say one final thing to the people at home?
1: NFTs are useless and destructive. Get a vaccine and wear your goddamn
0: mask for God's sake. It's not hard. Wear the mask. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask, because I had little cute frogs on it. Bye, everyone. Ah, see you next week. Bye, bye. In Japan. In Deerland, we're doing Deerland next week, guys. No, we are, we are not. Coming. We are not doing <laughs> Deerland. We are. I repeat, not doing Deerland.